it, it for me it like enhances all the flavor. You become one of them. Welcome to the official Dunstan Fan <laughs> podcast. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Diet Coke. And we are here to break down each minute of the the 1996 ape film that's right dunstan checks in that's minute by minute in an official capacity in accordance yes. with universal films and uh we're gonna pair each of those minutes with another feature film yes today's feature film for minute 76 is puss in boots puss in boots <laughs> now um this has been my choice so i will um figure out how to Get it in here? Yeah, how to get it get get it get it in puss? You're really get it in, comma, the puss, I mean. (laughs) That that joke, you not only had to walk it down the pier, (laughs) you had to kick it off the side. (laughs) That's Uh, fair. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mrs. Dubrow. Dubrow says wonderful evening. This is part of what she was saying at the end of the last minute don't let this ruin your wonderful evening etc yeah. etc mm-hmm. so then we see dunston up in a chandelier and he has grabbed some a kind chandelier. of a pearl he's got a pearl in his hand yeah what now yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. why does he have a pearl in his hand there's no pearls in the chandelier he's wearing his thieving bag but where did he get <laughs> I don't know where he got a pearl at, but he was wearing his thieving bag, so I think hypothetically he, he could have had one. The whole time, where did he get his thieving bag? Oh, he was wearing it ever since um, him and Kyle left the room. I don't know if I agree with that assessment. Well, I mean, the movie agrees with me, so <laughs> perhaps. Now, what Dunstan does next is <laughs> truly shocking. What? You'll he... never believe what this orangutan. <laughs> So he perfectly aims the pearl and drops it into okay. a champagne flute. You sort of are suggesting that it is like unquestionable that Dunstan purposely did this and well, not I'm, that it was just a happy accident. I believe this goes back to your theory that sometimes Dunstan's abilities are above even our own. <laughs> I do agree with that, but I think it, I don't think it would manifest itself necessarily in conscious ways. I don't think Dunstan is doing that. I think Dunstan just sort of moves with the force, and the force is trying to make a mediocre 1996 family movie in this case. I, I think so if anything... Dunstan releases the ball, and this, these cosmic energies that kind of swirl and flow around him gently guide it into the woman's flute of champagne. Sure. Uh, Mrs. Dubrow is saying, and there is no monkey in this hotel. The pearl hits into the champagne glass. Now, I say it's a pearl because the champagne bubbles. That's a thing that I've heard pearls do to champagne. I assumed it was just bubbling because it was, you know, agitated, essentially. It's the same thing as if you shook it up. Hmm. I I know, I I understand what you're saying, but I have heard specifically in a weird sense that pearls have some kind of effect on champagne. I believe that that's true, but I also think if you dropped like a stone from that height and it landed, it would it would fizz up like that. Well, if a stone would probably break the glass. I mean, sure, that's you know a soft stone. It's like a mm-hmm. it's a it's a marshmallow but coated in stone on the outside. <laughs> now that does make sense to me, oddly enough. <laughs> um, 
Can I off, can I suggest like a bit of punch up for the script in in Dunstan uh, checks in? Oh yeah, I still I think they're still taking notes. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Mrs. Dubrow, Dudu Dubrow mm-hmm. says there's no monkey in this hotel. And then the woman who gets the pearl in her champagne sees Dunstan and screams, "A monkey!" Mm-hmm. It would be funnier if she or someone else then added, "In this hotel." Yeah, that would be funny, right? That's yeah. a, that would be a good joke. Missed opportunities. I I also will say so. This woman who has the pearl dropped in her drink, um, is the same woman that Buck Lafarge had an interaction with earlier. Oh. I'll I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I think you, you're right. You didn't, you didn't recognize her? I didn't, but now that you say that, I, I yes, I believe we, you are correct. It within our the context of the official Dunstan Checks In podcast, we didn't really give her a title or anything. Yeah. In in my mind, she's not really like the senator. No. You know, the senator is very much the senator to me. This woman doesn't really have that kind of designation in my mind. I mean, you know who she looks like to me, honestly. Oh, who? Is my mom when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful to anybody. <laughs> so could we call her Mrs. Diet Coke? Would that be good? <laughs> yeah, that works. Mrs. Okay. Diet Coke. <laughs> Mrs. So Mrs. Diet Coke um, is is the same woman that Buck Lafarge had the encounter with where he had called out the scientific name of her stole that she well, was wearing. Yes, but also it would be Mrs. Coke because I'm oh. Diet Coke. Right, right. First okay. name Diet, last name Coke. Very sorry. So she's so just Mrs. Mrs. Coke. Coke. Um, and so now Mrs. Coke is the one who's had the pearl dropped into her drink and she looks up before screaming anything. Yes. Uh, and then seems to see Dunstan and there's an over like from the top shot, uh, like zooming in at a dramatic way where she, she shouts a monkey. That's right. I would, I would say that's correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we go to a wide shot of the room. And I'll tell you what I noticed. Mrs. Dubrow has a fantastic reaction. <laughs> she brings both of her hands up close to her, almost as if in that classic style of there's a mouse on the floor and you kind of like lift up your arm and body. Like, yeah, it's a very good reaction. I watched the reaction now. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, she kind of brings her hands up to chest level and, and sticks some palms out and, and does like a little scream almost. Yeah. And so then she shouts, shoot him. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's at this point that I wrote down, Dubrow has gone mad with revenge. Oh, yeah. Like, she sure. has passed the point of acting of the interest of acting in the interest of the hotel. She yeah. just wants to kill that fucking monkey. Oh, yeah. And um, Kyle comes out from, from the crowd. He says, no, don't shoot him. Yeah. Um, and so this is where uh, Buck Lafarge steps into action. And when he pulls out the tranquilizer gun, the crowd reacts in terror yeah wouldn't you yes it's and and i think <laughs> for, for for once He's in this movie like, the crowd work is good yeah he also like finishes his drink as he's pulling out the tranquilizer that's not something you want to see ever yeah i mean and we know that he's already had uh, maybe a few too many yeah um so he shoots and misses because of uh, perhaps that drink of champagne Mm-hmm. Uh, and it breaks part of the chandelier and she says to him that's coming out of your check yeah and she's shouting i want him dead and then kind of like almost shouting to dunstan she says like you come into my hotel 
Yeah. <laughs> this is that revenge she's you're talking really, about. Yeah, she's she's lost it. Mm-hmm. Her her heart is filled only with hatred for Dunstan. Yeah. What do you think of the way that Mrs. Dubrow is kind of bracing Buck Lafarge? I think it's interesting. I think uh, I think she is in a state of of laser focus to the point where mm-hmm. she only sees other people as tools to reach her end goal and so she will just sort of grab hold of them and adjust them as need be yeah because she's definitely at one point for sure grabbing his butt oh yeah and and but just to aim him yeah (laughs) Um, yeah and at one point he seems like he's almost like sitting on her shoulder like to steady himself Yeah, yeah there's a lot of different angles going on here it's yeah it's very strange uh so Kyle comes in and he's gonna he's gonna do something about this, and so just as Buck Lafarge is about to shoot again, Kyle karate chops the back of his legs. Yeah, uh, this pretty, causes him pretty hmm. good spot to karate chop. Like if you're gonna oh, yeah. karate chop someone, that's the spot to go for. Mm-hmm. So, um, this causes Buck Lafarge to shoot wide. Yeah, and he Very, ends yeah. up shooting someone's rear end. Well, yeah, we, first we just see the rear end. Yeah, and then we see that it's Lionel Spaulding. Now, can oh, we talk? Oh. So, yeah. yeah. I, I want to talk about what is Lionel Spaulding doing right now. He's Well, I think it's a very fat-phobic joke where he's, like, in the middle of this, he's, like, raiding the uh, appetizer tray. Yeah, right? He's definitely leaned over eating. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't seem to make sense. He, he was seated, sit, seated, he was seated, eating, yeah. and now he's leaned over eating. I think and, in the in the in the fracas, he uh, he has forced to abandon his seat, but instead of uh, fleeing, like everybody else, he here he has chosen he has high, given a higher priority to eating, which I, I do believe is a is a comment on his appearance and a fat phobic joke. It just sucks. It and, does. Um, it's a bad movie. Hey, he, uh, news, yeah. news flash. Dunstan checks in. It's not a good movie. Yeah. And that's official. Yeah. So, Universal um, paid us to say that. The uh, the other thing here is that he reaches back and grabs the tranquilizer dart. Yes. And you then he keeps saying tranquilizer in a way that I feel is directed at me. I don't, I, this is how I say the word. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> this is a this is a kind of poetic justice for all the continued yes, moments true. that we've had. Right, uh, so hosted we, by we my both, own tranquility. We can we can both agree that the words are continue and mm-hmm. tranquilizer. Yeah. So when he pulls that out, do you think he's is it is he acting in a sense where he's already feeling the slowdown effects? He kind of has a slow grab and reaction to it. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yes. Yeah, it's and it's it's not even, but it certainly is there. Yeah, he's like, definitely he, like uh, he's slowed down a little. Yeah, and so um, then we we cut now back to the fight going on between Lord Rutledge and Mister Grant, and um, I got to tell you, there's there's some weirdness immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not wrong. In fact, I, I I believe I have just now captured a screenshot that I want you to use instead okay. of any of the ones you captured. Sorry. 
Well, I, if it's if it's of a moment that I'm thinking of, then yeah, it's there's some weird <laughs> shit going on. Yes, a hundred immediately because Lord 100%. Rutledge is leaning <laughs> yeah. on the counter. He's like doing this weird like art piece, like he's like posing for a fucking painting. And yeah, so not by, painting, thing... by someone who paints naturalistic scenes. It's an abstract. Because yeah. I'm trying to... The last thing that we saw happened is the the whisk, the giant whisk, yes. hit the ladle. Yep. And it seemed like Lord Rutledge wasn't sure how it affected him, but it certainly did. Yes. And now the whisk, the hand holding the whisk seems to be magnetically attached to the counter. Well, he's like he's, he's not holding the whisk anymore. He's holding the ladle. Or the ladle, excuse me. Yeah. But he's got his arm is laying down on the counter as if like, he can't if his lift arm, it. Yeah, like his arm is so it's like just dead weight, also like too heavy to lift. Yeah, it's it's, it's bizarre because yeah. he reaches over with the other hand. He doesn't. He's still, you know, the ladle's nearby or whatever. But his hand is just mm-hmm. laying there, so he uses his other hand to reach into a bowl full of eggs. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Grant has retrieved a. Um, some kind of giant colander. Yes. Like, uh, like not a colander, but not like not a colander, but uh, like what you would strainer. use. To, yeah. Like what you would use to go. rinse rice. Yeah. And so this is where Mr. Grant tries to defend himself with this giant uh, holy item. It's yes. full of holes. Yes. Uh, and uh, that's where Lord Rutledge throws an egg at him and it lands on him. And I would like to talk about Puss in Boots. <laughs> Wait, before we talk about Puss in Boots, can I do sure. a minor brag? Okay. Today, it was... It, listen, I, I understand that it was a fluke, but no one was there to watch it, and it breaks my heart because today I did a perfect one-handed egg crack. Whoa. It was exhilarating. That, that does sound exciting. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Puss in Boots now. Um, had you seen the film before this? I had not. Now, I had... That makes sense to me. You're kind of a Shrek super fan. Yeah, and I'll tell you what I remember <laughs> about this film yeah. was not liking it. Okay. And I'll tell you this time, kind of liked it. <laughs> I I don't think it was bad. I think it was it was very mediocre. I think you have a you have a weakness for kind of shitty animated movies, Andrew. Well, and then they throw on the veneer of a heist movie in this one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's kind of enough to get, get me saying, uh, okay, yeah, I like this. <laughs> yeah. It's not terrible. I, I think it's, I, I'm happy to have watched this instead of an actual Shrek movie. Although, wow. Humpty wow, Dumpty okay. is real bad to look at <laughs> and bad to listen to. I really do not care for Humpty Dumpty as a character in this so, film. Do you know who voiced him? Well, yeah, actually, did you, do you know the backstory here? I don't know the full backstory, but I read one of the other people that they wanted. No, no, no. I mean the, the personal interactions that happened between oh. us and our friend group. What? So I was watching Puss in Boots. Okay. And I went into our handy-dandy friends Discord. Yeah. And I typed, you know what the worst thing about The Hangover is? That people thought they should put Zach Galifianakis in movies. Oh, yeah. And... Robbie said, what the hell, Emily? He calls me that. It's like a nickname. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. What the hell? Andrew and I were just talking about that in Grand Theft Auto earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so we both independently had the same thoughts about this. Yeah. Um, 
Because I'll, I'll tell you what, Zach Alphanakis was not a good choice for Humpty Dumpty. No, not even the, not in the slightest. Uh, now I, I think Zach Galifianakis who... is not a good choice for most movies that Zach Galifianakis is in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, and that's the, the funny thing is, I think I remember that being one of my biggest complaints the first time that I watched Puss in Boots. I, I was so mad that Zach Galifianakis was in it. And to me, this was a, a real no talent casting, you know? It yeah. Was, it was 2011. The Hangover movies were at their height. You know, it was... Uh, it was, it was just, just like, yeah. It was just like, of course. Yeah, it was just like, this is easy money. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who I read was supposed to be. They wanted someone bigger for Humpty Dumpty. And uh, in my mind, that would have been such a good choice. But I can't, I don't know how, I can't remember who it was, what actor it was. Like physically bigger? <laughs> Sorry, they <laughs> wanted like Shaq. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, like just like an actual like talented movie actor <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know someone who had been acting you know since like the 90s or something it was someone that i remember thinking like oh yeah their voice is like truly perfect for what they were trying to do with humpty dumpty interesting and uh, i can't remember uh so you know humpty dumpty <laughs> yeah humpty dumpty he's so bad to look at ugly face creeps you out voice shittily mm-hmm. get him out of this movie he Crack I mean, him. eat him the, eat him over easy the thing about humpty dumpty is that you know the you might read something online where they're like hey did you know humpty dumpty in the original rhyme they never say he's an egg oh sure and it's like oh shit oh yeah. whoa that blew my mind <sighs> And it's kind of like it's become accepted that he's an egg, so it's like just make him an egg. But also, it doesn't—it's not good to look at, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> yeah, like they're you know, they're—you don't want to see a face on an egg. <laughs> yeah, um, and the the way that his character concludes the film is kind of head scratching, huh? Yeah, that's a real head scratcher. <laughs> yeah, what exactly that means, you know? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you're right about that. It's weird how involved with this movie um, Guillermo del Toro is as well. Yeah, he's is he one or two voices? He produced it, and he is two voices. He is yeah. Mustache Man and Commandante. Oh, that's right, Commandante. Yeah. Um, you know what else? I think this movie, uh, this movie, <laughs> this might make you mad. <laughs> this movie set the blueprint out for uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, I don't. Mm. <laughs> I can't say you're wrong. Yeah, it's the prequel about the, you know, about the the ne'er do well, you know, character that has to put him in a good light. So, yeah, but still have him be a ne'er do well exactly. at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like a children's movie that says "puss" in it as much as this one does. Yeah, did you? Were you disturbed at any point by the fact that I think a lot, several of the actors said it in many different ways? There, there was <laughs> yeah. not just one pronunciation of that word. There was a lot of a lot of different takes on the word "puss." Puss, poos, poos. It was <laughs> yeah, some pooses in there. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was something. I, you know, I'm a big proponent of "puss" meaning face, uh, yeah. sort of old timey uh, bit of slang there. Um, I talked about this on another podcast I do called the Big Batch Minute, and mm-hmm. then my co-host on that show pointed out that there's a uh, 
a moment in the terrible new sitcom Space Force where someone talks about puss uh, being a word for face. And uh, she thinks that I should stop talking about this as a result, but I'm not going to let Space Force win. Do you hear me, Greg Daniels? Is he? He's just taken over TV, huh? Yeah. Because didn't didn't he do that other show that's on that other streamer? What do you mean, The Office? Yeah, he did. No, I thought he also did. Um, he's got a new show that's like um, a knockoff Good Place on on Amazon streaming. What the hell? Yeah. What's he's it got, called? It's called. Upload. Utopia. Upload. Yeah, I knew it started with a U. Oh, that's that, ugh, gross. Yeah, it's um, Robbie Amell. Yeah, what the hell? you don't want to see him anymore, huh? No, we and just no got... not on a sitcom. Yeah, I, like I said, it's knockoff good place. So uh, buyer beware. That's weird as hell. Uh, All right. <laughs> anyway, I, like I really this really brought us down. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I, did you? I at one point, very early in this film, I realized I don't have any memory of what the you know the nursery rhyme "Puss in Boots" is about. I don't think it was one they talked about when we were kids because the you know your preschool teacher doesn't want to say "puss." Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure I saw it in a book at one point. You know, they like to draw a cat in shoes. That's always something. Sure. Well, everybody wants to see that. Everybody, I mean, everybody wants to see "Puss in Boots." I, 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 in my mind, it was something like he was, um, he, he wanted to be like different or better than he was or something. So he put shoes on. I thought he was a conquistador. Yeah. I don't think he was a sword fighter. I think he was. Really? I'm going to look it up. Puss in Boots. Yeah. Master Cat or the Booted Cat, commonly known in English as Puss in Boots, is an Italian and later European fairy tale about a anthropomorphic cat who uses trickery and deceit to gain power, wealth, and the hand of a princess in marriage for his penniless and lowborn master. Maybe, I guess he doesn't have a sword. I guess that's a cane he's holding in this picture. See, he's a trickerier. Like a walking stick. He's like a regular Mr. Mistopheles, this guy. <laughs> there was, at one point, a scene in this movie that would have fit perfectly in the film Cats. You know what I'm <laughs> talking about. I don't, actually. The dance fight. Oh, sure. <laughs> it was pretty much a scene from Cats. Yeah. I, the cat. The, here's the thing about this movie that I think uh, boosts it a little. Mm. Um, the cats are cute. Yeah. They're cute little kitties. And sometimes mm. they'll be like, oh, listen, this is like, this is me being a mark and falling for like the joke of the movie in a way that was like very like, you know made in a Garfield-esque process to make just the most relatable thing. Mm. But uh, when, like, Little Puss in Boots is trying to sound all tough and then he reaches for a shot glass full of milk and does a realistic cat lick, that's cute. That's funny. That did make me laugh. It's good, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm a little sad they never made more. There, there's a Netflix show. Ran for six seasons. I, I tried to look up to see if this film was on Netflix, and all all that came up was the TV series and some weird Christmas special thing. Yeah, I I don't know how Netflix does that, where they own so much of it except for the one thing. The main thing, yeah. Yeah, especially because I I had heard that Netflix had a deal with DreamWorks, so 
It's like where you know what's going on here. Yeah. Come... They're oh well. Friggin' simping for DreamWorks, who <laughs> won't give them a puss in boots. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I I like this movie. I don't know something about. <laughs> I I didn't think it was horrible. I wouldn't go so far as to say it was good. Wow. Uh, I thought I had one more thing. Oh, a fun a fun fact that I didn't read anywhere online, but okay. I immediately noticed it. When the movie starts and the DreamWorks logo is a is appearing letter by letter on the screen, well, kind of it's a jumble of letters, right? Sure. The first four letters that you see are M E O W. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's like the I'm noise certain of cat that's on purpose. Yeah. That's <laughs> why. Yeah, you know, I'd watch a Puss in Boots too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is i mean at this point it's 10 years on and they had a tv show i don't think they're gonna you know put 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 it put it out there if we if antonio banderas has like another kid maybe we can get it oh, you know what yeah that's not a bad thought or maybe he'll just do a movie about the nasal next b instead <laughs> he's saving that for b movie too <laughs> yeah doesn't he cameo in B movie one is like some sort of in joke about the Nasen XB? Oh my god, I hope so. I don't remember he that at does. all. I could be wrong. I, that sounds so good. <laughs> I don't know why you love B movie so much. Like it's a funny like meme, but it's 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 not a good movie. It's like you said. I, I like shitty animated movies. <laughs> I like it when I can get you to confess that that's true. <laughs> I really think I do. <laughs> oh my god! It makes what happened last week all the more bizarre. <laughs> yeah, um, Antonio Banderas was not in B movie. I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Well, they should do um, that joke in B movie too, though. <laughs> yeah, they should. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix will make it. They yeah. like they like anything with memes and Seinfeld. So that's oh, yeah. two so, two in one. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld calls Netflix today. He gets B movie two greenlit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll be covering it minute, minute by minute. God, that's just like our hell. Can't we? We <laughs> gotta find some way to like. You know what's fucked up is we're we're putting in work just as hard as Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery, but we'll, we'll, we're receiving less than half their attention. Yeah. What have they got that we don't, Andrew? Accents. True. You're right. Fuck. <laughs> They're also like professional. We should be, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we should be exclusively putting this podcast out in a in a, like the UK. Yeah, we and should like promote it in the UK. Yeah, because we have accents to them. Yeah, you know. Do you think they like our accents? Maybe not ours. <laughs> I feel like specifically mine would be a problem. I've been accused of being a valley girl before. Hmm. Yeah, I. Don't I, think, I, don't think that's a, I think I don't think that's a well loved accent. <laughs> No, unfortunately. <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's just like just below the like Fran Drescher Long Island accent. Like, I think she's oh. one above me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Um. All right, let's keep let's keep going through this minute, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's get back. Oh, to so it. I talked about the I, the egg. That's the connection. Yeah. Wait, what, um, do you, oh, because of Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Do you want to hear why it was going to be the spirit? No, not really. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm pretty happy to put that movie behind me. Cool. Okay, so it was. This was the only movie I could think of that had an egg be 
such a big part of the plot. You could have done a uh, friggin' clerks. There's a uh, Walt Flanagan smashing eggs against the wall. I could have done Rocky. He drinks an egg. Drinks the eggs. I would have watched Rocky. Yeah, well, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> this <laughs> well, is my kind of choice, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Um, so let's not forget that Lord Rutledge, his arm is dead weight on the counter next to the bowl of eggs. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. picks up an egg. He throws it at Mr. Grant. Mr. Grant blocks it with the straining device that doesn't block it entirely. So he still gets egg on his face, on his body. Yeah. Um, and then let's talk hmm. about, let's talk about Lord Rutledge's final egg throw. Well, okay. So there's one where he throws it, where it, it, there's three egg throws, okay? Yeah. Uh, the first one, uh, Mr. Grant tries to block on his face, and it gets, still gets through. The second one, Mr. Grant blocks again. This one seems like it's aimed at his groin. Hmm? Yes, correct. So he blocks that one, but it still hits him, of course. The, let's talk about this final throw now. Yeah. Based on like the eye lines of the shot, Lord Rutledge is very obviously trying to throw it into the basket in such a way that it won't break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But they're two different shots. Like, they very easily could have cheated it. They could have, like, filmed him not doing, film, film, throwing a real throw and then just cut to Mr. Grant catching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just such a bizarre moment. They had a low egg budget. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Um, but so, a high camera budget that they could be filming this scene from two different angles at really close quarters <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, and so Mr. Grant does catch it in the round, you know, part the of the strainer. Thing, yeah. Um, and then this Lord Rutledge's reaction to this is kind of to laugh a little, like as if he's they're playing. <laughs> yeah, like he forgets they're fighting for a second. <laughs> yeah, he really is like he's like ha ha, like he has a real yeah. reaction <laughs> of joy. <laughs> yeah um it's and strange. so, <laughs> so then, fucking movie in in one of these wider shots i think when he he when lord laughs you can see that all of the chefs have not left the kitchen they're all two feet away from lord rutledge as his arm is stuck to the counter yeah like watching like any one of them could do something at this point <laughs> yeah it's very much set up in a style of like they are inches away and yet choose not to <laughs> Yes, they elect. They would prefer not to. It turns out a bunch of friggin' Bartleby's up in this kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, uh, oh, then Mr. Grant throws the egg back, the caught egg, and yes. this egg lands on Lord Rutledge's face, and he right makes on the kind forehead. of a yeah, he makes a comical, you know, uh, oh shucks, you know, you got me face. It is very, it is very much a like, oh shucks, you got me, which is again a weird tone for this scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then the last thing that we see in this minute is in the chaos uh, because of the karate chop that Kyle delivered to the back of um, to the back of Miss, uh, Buck Lafarge's leg yeah. he dropped the gun yeah. the tranquilizer gun he and dropped uh, the gun. he dropped the gun mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he dropped the gun and so he's kind of on the ground looking for it and we see a shot of, of the, the, the gun oh. and then we see Buck Lafars reach out and he pulls back a shoe. This is such a bizarre moment. Yeah, and he kind of looks at it like, huh? A shoe? It's not like it's not like clever. Yeah. It's not like a clever fake out. It's just like the movie lied to us for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it and sucks then, so bad. 
he sets it down and is going to continue on his way, and that's the end of this minute. Hey, let's get you ready for a catchphrase from this show, Andrew? <laughs> sure. This is a bad minute. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, do, you, do you want to reveal to myself and to the audience what you have chosen to pair with minute 77? Yeah, as soon as I fucking look it up. <laughs> yeah. Do you think people should go to uh, go to our Instagram at Dunstan Checks Men and our Twitter at Majestic Hotel NY and find us on YouTube and on Patreon? As a matter of fact, I do. Would you like to know what I have paired with Minute 77? Yes. A little film by the name of John Wick Chapter 3. <gasps> oh, that was a that was an absolute roller coaster because I really you said John Wick yeah and I and I thought you were gonna do a full stop I like the <laughs> first one thought you were gonna say two I love two and then you say yeah. three still like it a lot but it, it's I I don't know oh uh, three is my favorite <laughs> oh okay I'm I'm eager to rewatch it this is really I this is like a such a good choice <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I can make you happy yeah. I look. The past couple of weeks have been hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we could all use a John Wick chapter three in our lives yeah, right now. I think is it, even the effects of the film from our last minute is still, I think, in our brains, and we need to just keep <laughs> cleansing it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So this this will be nice. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to say what podcast I do that aren't this I one? I would. I would love it if you said that. Uh, I do a podcast called Nothing New, a remake podcast, where every month my co-host and I, Justin Kizan, talk about remakes uh, specifically one film and the what it was remade as uh our most recent episode funny that this phrase came up already today between us uh is on valley girl oh valley girl yeah valley girl from 1983 and the 2020 remake that was delayed for two years because the 2020 of... remake that i saw in 2018 at a test screening yeah yeah um, I think they didn't make as many changes as we thought they should have. Oh, is Logan Paul still the star? He's not the star, but he's in it. And he certainly is specifically a shithead, but not as much as the original character that he's portraying, you know, the from the original film. Yeah. So, so it certainly is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> they softened Weird. him up, maybe removed one scene with him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so check that out. BenVNetwork.com slash nothing new. And the other show that I do is called It's On My List. It's on my list pod.com is where you can find it. That's uh, myself and a group of friends get together every month and we talk about movies that people say you should see uh, or that we say other people should see. And our last, our last episode was, in fact, about It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's a long movie. I like it, but it's long. I saw it when I was probably like 15. I saw it because I was super into Rat Race, the movie it was remade as. See, I never wanted to do a nothing new on that movie. Yeah, we definitely brought that up in our episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's really, it's really something, huh? Yeah, Rat Race is Rat Race. Hey, Rat Race does not hold up. Everybody, I just want to put that out there. Especially if you're a trans woman, Rat Race does not hold up. It does end with a Smash Mouth concert, though. It does. The ending holds up. I'll give it that. <laughs> In fact, it ends with, uh, I believe they sing All Star. I believe you're right. And I believe that's the film that it premiered in, not Shrek. Uh, I would say Mystery Men. 
because the oh, music right. video was Mystery Men. You are correct. Excuse me. Yeah. For not being the all-star academic that I usually am. <laughs> well, if what's funny is between the two of us, you would be the Mystery Men academic. I guess. I feel like huh. you like that movie. Maybe a little. You picked it for this fucking podcast. I remember I that. I picked it, but I I do remember when I when we talked about it. I said I didn't like it oh, originally. I don't remember that part. I just remember not liking it and being mad that you picked it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at very cool Emily. You can also go to dietcoke.cool to see uh, my Twitch channel. Uh, you can check out Go Go Godzilla, also on the Benvy Network. I do that with Justin Kizan. You might friggin' remember him from my earlier plug. And Vic Perfecto. I also do the Big Batch Minute on the Noise Space Network with Lily from Ghost Puncher. Uh, that, you know, that's me. And if you would like to do us a favor, go to iTunes, type in your little baby search bar, Dunst- the official Dunstan Checks In podcast. Mm-hmm. Click uh, click on that fifth star, and then it, it write a review, and the title of your review, you, I want you to put, "Hey, come on, puss just means face," um, and then the text of the review, I want you to um, I want you to. Tell a story of the most money you ever found on the ground in real life. Wow. Those those are some good stories sometimes. Yeah, they can be. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up here at the old uh, headquarters for the official Dunstan Checks In podcast. That's right. Um, so remember, Dunstan is spelled with a U. Fuck! And we're checking out. Seat your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara Podcast is here for you, intrepid listener. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as airy audio dramas. Tune in as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit. <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.